coming up on small town charm. I'm terrified. We're in the scariest place ever. Help us keep watching small town charm. Go shot! Welcome into Small Town Charm. My name is Daniel. We got Chris. We got Mike. Thanks again for tuning in. If you like this show, wherever you're watching or listening, please like it, subscribe to it, leave a great rating and review. Anything like that definitely helps us out. Also sharing it with with people uh, on social platforms. That, That helps us out a lot as well. Haven't mentioned that before. So we are in a place. I don't want to give it away. It's not my, I don't think I would do, do it justice. But I do know that I've been told, before we came, I was terrified to come here. Uh, I, I had to put one of those steering wheel things. The club. The club. I had to yeah. put the club on my car. I was Hopefully terrified. I mean, there's, there's definitely like a lot of crime yes. surrounding us. Right I, I've there's heard a, several noises that I thought, sure, were criming. There was, oh, there's definitely criming. There's, but there's really good deals on crack downstairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I saw... I saw a car with teenagers in it on my way here. I was terrified. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I've been told that I should be scared of this place. But somehow, I think it's because I had you guys. I've been told you guys look massive on camera. So not if, me. I, I'm, I'm, not me. <laughs> I feel safe now. So I came because you guys were here. Yeah. But I, I, was, I was so scared to be here. But now I'm shocked that I'm here. It's not too bad. It's pretty darn nice. Chris. Yeah. Where are we? We are in the only apartment in Nolensville right now. The only the, the only, only apartment. The only apartment. Uh, and it is just terrifying. It's terrifying. I mean, that's I cannot believe that 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 we anybody would think about ever bringing like a lot of these to town. It's, it's pretty just, grimy. I mean, this, this is like distressed wood. Yeah. I there mean, there's stainless steel appliances. And I mean, like Gross. look at the backsplash like I It's mean, so distressed the wood. It's almost like someone did it on purpose. Yeah. It's almost. Yeah. Almost. And it's like the developer ran out of money and they didn't put uppers up. Yeah. It's, just, oh, yeah. it's just like chic shelving up. It's, They're showing off this fancy glass to make us think that I mean, it's I feel high like quality. Joanna Gaines would just like have a heart attack if she walked in here cuz it's yeah. just like you know. How, and, and how could anybody have such a trash? You know what though? You know how you know it's very trashy? These hardwood floors were probably bought on a discount. That's why they put this really expensive rug over. Oh there. yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, you know, also I, you know, it, I can't tell you how little traffic I, I encountered on the way here. It was, <laughs> yeah. You know, the parking lot was practically empty when I got here. Um, it was it was terrifying. Um, no, but we're I, we uh, we shouldn't. We're not we're not gonna disclose where this is. Uh, that's not fair. Um, but. It's beautiful. I mean, it, it is. It is beautiful. Um, yeah, it's it's a little personal to me. Um, so, I mean, not many people know this. I don't go around like sharing it. But I went through a divorce a little over a year ago, and uh, um, when that was all, you know, occurring, I, I needed a place in Nolansville that you know I could live, right? Um, and, and still like stay relatively close to my wife and everything like that. And so, um, you know, know somebody that that has an apartment. And the apartment. The apartment. The apartment. <laughs> the the apartment. apartment. Yes. Okay. So. So. Uh, and it was great. I lived here for about three months. Okay. Sorry, I mean to interrupt you. I'm, I'm, yeah. I apologize. Uh, that, you know, that is an example that I don't think anyone brings up about another another great like reason uh, use yeah. for apartments. Uh, you know, I know I know a few different people who've recently gone through divorce and and being able to stay close to your family, your kids, 
and having an option where it's it's not you're not living another town away where from a practical standpoint but also just honestly like community yeah community you want you need your friends around you your your kids need to feel if that's happening you're going through that your kids need to see you there like be be present having that accessibility um and it's not you know that's not a rare thing these days you know i don't know the most recent stats are but you know it's around half yeah. Half people are going to go through this. Right. So it's not like a small segment of people that, that this would serve. Right. Um, that's one of many. But this is our apartments episode. This is yeah. our apartments and density episode. Yeah. At least the first one because we'll probably end up doing oh, like yeah. eight more. Um, but, you know, I I know people, you know, we're, we're being facetious with this. But there's there's so much... Uh, feeling without information going around about apartments or higher density and what that means for this town. And I don't know, what I've seen at least in the, the online conversation is people have their opinion, they're feeling about it, they scream their opinion or feeling. If you provide them with some information that says, no, 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 like, I think you're looking at this wrong or you miss, you're missing something. I haven't seen anyone really consume that information mm-hmm. who feels the other way. They just say, no, 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 it's wrong. It's, it doesn't make sense to me or I'm not going to read it. I don't, don't tell me about this. So, Mike, why is density good? Higher density? Is 12 units per acre, that's like the magic number everyone's screaming about? Like, is density good for our town? Is it bad for our town? Why, why, and why? So, density's trash. That whole, the whole concept of measuring your development by density numbers is the biggest crock of crap NIMBYs have developed. So, what you're essentially saying is like, here is the total square, uh area of the parcel that you're trying to develop and this is your limit it doesn't look at anything like so like the, the the thing about density is that people automatically get freaked out they're like row houses projects in big cities right that's that's not good density putting putting everybody in tiny little boxes that are separated by highways or big roads and away from community services that's not good density so like on that parcel if you want to do five and you want to separate them all and have it low income or affordable, that's not good. That's horrible. That ruins your whole entire city. Mm-hmm. But density in terms of like downtown Franklin, right? Like we're going to do mixed use. We're going to mix the uses. There's going to be parks. There's going to be accessibility to services. It's going to get policed. It's going to have good coverage with fire and public works. That's great density. And in my mind, if you're going to, if you're going to do density like... Frank, like downtown Franklin or downtown Mayberry anywhere, right? Like the more the merrier. The more right. people you can put in a business and commercial district, the better for that district and the more profitable and the better the, the better community you're going to build. If you put more people that are that you seclude, like I'm from Chicago, right? And in Chicago, I'm sure there's people out there that heard Caprini Green was the big project. And Caprini Green was high-rise apartments they were all like one two bedroom one bathroom like it was government subsidized mm-hmm. basically government housing and they put 
thousands of people and these blocks and these projects, of course that density is horrible because what you're doing is you, you, you're taking you're taking people that need help and you're and you're you're putting them all in one area, cutting them all, and then you and then that's the first area that you cut off all the services to because those people tend not to vote. You're creating the you're creating a ghetto. You're creating yeah. a ghetto, right? So like when people hear apartments and density, they they, they think big city ghettos. Yeah. Where they should be thinking like, well, if we're gonna do density. We have to be able to apply that density towards profitable and community building, like downtown Franklin. Mm -hmm. Like I, and I don't necessarily want to be like downtown Franklin. We cannot be like downtown Franklin. You cannot, you you can't, you can't walk into this development and the zoning, trying to replicate downtown Franklin. Because what what you're gonna do is you're gonna create like a faux downtown, which is gonna be tacky. People are gonna see right through it. You have to find what you what your what what your niche is, and you go from there. So sure. you can't replicate because it has to be authentic. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it. What you're, what I get from you, I'm a music guy. So what I get from you saying is people talking about how density is bad would be like me saying country music is bad, and I say it's bad because look at Luke Bryan. And what you're saying to me is no, man. If you would just like actually use your brain a little bit, you'd also discover George Strait. It's like we don't have to have just because there's a they both fall into the same category right. doesn't mean that you have to have one. Now, number one, I'm sure there's some Luke Bryan fans watching. <laughs> That's fine. Just flip the whole argument and say yeah, that you're yeah. missing. Maybe you like both. Pick out somebody else. Taylor I don't Swift. care. Pick out Taylor Swift. That's sure. fine. You know what I mean either way. Don't send us an email, okay? <laughs> um, but the idea, again, it's the, it's the uh, rejection of nuance yep. that always gets people in trouble in these arguments. Yeah, I think, I, so a question that keeps getting floated by some people in NAG, Nolesville Advocacy Group. But they don't um, advocate anything, but that's yeah. another story. Okay. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a group, but maybe that's it's also a, not a group. Maybe that's a whole other Do they live in Nolensville? Um, we don't know. <laughs> well, and, and full disclosure, we've actually, we're in talks to, to have... One of the NAG members no on crap. the show. Yeah. Really? I'd love might, that. I'd love that. Might happen. We'll see. But um, yeah, <laughs> please, one, please one, come. one of the talking points, though, that keeps getting put out there is like, uh, would somebody please just tell us how many apartments is too many? Mm -hmm. Give us a number. Give us a number. Like, we just want a number. And I, I have no problem, like, just answering this question. I don't think, I, unlimited. I don't, I'm not, I'm not willing to put a number on it because there is no cap to me personally. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, you, I think what people are unwilling to say and, and unwilling to boil down this argument to is you're either for apartments or you're not. Oh yeah. You, you either want them or you don't. And, and people that are saying like, well, you know, I'm okay with like 200, but like 700, uh, that, that makes me feel, it's like, well, why? Like, why? Why is 200 better than 700 if... If you're for 200 apartments, then we're still going to get 500 single-family homes. Like, being against apartments does not mean you're going to, like, lessen traffic. Right. We're still going to get traffic. People are still going to build neighborhoods. We're still going to have people moving here. And I think the data um, the data that's out there that shows that actually, like, single-family homes create more traffic. Oh, more yeah. people that it's live in them. Close. More drivers, more trips, um, mixed-use uh Areas that are high density with lots of apartments built into all the commercial uh, has actually less traffic because it's more walkable. People tend to live their lives kind of within like a, a six block radius or five minute walk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so well, I just think this whole idea of like, well, how many is enough? How many is enough? 
uh, for me, and I, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but there is no enough. It's just like, how many of the developers need to build to be able to give us the kick-ass developments that they want to propose? Like, if it's going to take 500 apartments to make it uh, justifiable for them to like sp invest the kind of money to build an awesome commercial district, cool, then 500 is enough. And, well, and then, if it's fifteen hundred, then fifteen hundred is enough. At the same time, you have to use common sense, right? So I, I do real estate. I actually own a rental, or not apartment. I, I own a rental unit in Ben Creek. Like we, just recently bought a new home and we kept our old home and we're renting it out to a family that's actually waiting to build themselves a new home. So like that, just because you say no apartments doesn't mean you get rid of these bad rental transient right. residents. Like the. the there is a pretty healthy rental market in Nolensville. I'm sure. sure there's a huge demand and we can use a lot more and people can actually invest and grow uh, grow their, their personal wealth as long as it's, as well as the town's wealth. But like you, you're never going to get rid of that. I, I think that it, you have to apply common sense and say no one's going to build really crappy apartments, projects, ghetto type apartments where you have an acre of land going for, or yeah, like a hundred thousand dollars an acre of land. Like yeah. that's not going to happen. Those yeah. things happen in like very depleted areas where right. you're buying the stuff dirt cheap or it's government subsidized or government's giving you kickbacks to build those type of places. Well, I, a couple of things, again, there's all this nuance in this conversation that like has to be, and I think you, you were, you were dancing on it just now yeah. with it, which is how much is too much? How much density, how many units per acre? How many units is too much? And you said there's no limit. That on the surface can sound really scary to people. And I think what you have to do is try to envision what does, what would 800 par apartments in one development look like? Mm -hmm. well, and the reality is, number one, in this town, you can only go up so high. Yep. Four. Four right, stories. Exactly. Or proposed four stories, yeah. So already you're not going to look at skyscrapers. So right. take that off your list of things you're scared of. Right. Because you can't be. You can't have that. So then you're just spreading it out. Yep. Okay, so how is it, is it is it a land coverage issue? Um, if you're going to have 800 people living on a tract of land, I think the the other thing is that that people tend to ignore is developments. Number one, are only going to be as big as a developer thinks they can sell. Right. It would be idiocy for a developer to bring 1200 apartments to Nolensville because they think it was a 10% almost of the the population 20% of the units available yeah. right. right so like it's you you can whip yourself up into a frenzy about an idea of what could happen sure without any common sense yep. right. because at the end of the day a developers main purpose is to make money right at the end of the day our town's purpose is to is to provide services and, and a quality of life to its citizens. There's no problem with working with developers if, if the town can work for that end yep. and at the same time allow the developer to achieve what it's... There's, there's no problem with that. I think a lot of people are equating working with developers to what it looked like in the past, right. which was let's work with developers to let them build sprawling neighborhoods that scorch the earth of this entire right. town and then also serve them with a bunch of strip malls that everyone has to drive to constantly and generate all this traffic. Also, it's a tiny road, so we can't put traffic lights on it. No one can turn left anywhere. Like, that's the definition of working with developers. It's got a bad name just because of what 
it's been used to do in the past. Right. 100%. The same way you're looking at, I said, looking at country music and saying that one artist is what we're going to get. Yep. When there's all these different variations of working with developers. Right. There's no problem with collaboration if we get what we want out of it as a town. Right. right. And that's the thing that's like so like mind blowing to me is, is there's not it's, it, on principle there's nothing wrong with collaborating with anybody. Yeah. It's when you get something that harms everybody but the developer yep. that's the problem. And I think a lot of people are jumping through hoops in their own minds to convince themselves that that's what's happening right now. Right. Uh, you know, I did a very tiny amount of Googling and managed to find dozens of articles talking about how not only is, not only is density or apartments not bad for traffic or causing traffic, that I saw several studies that the, the, the end result was if you want a low traffic city, you need density. Of yeah. course, you need to pursue like, density. How, like I, I don't understand how that's like the big, like that's the big idea. Yeah. Like that, that makes all the sense. Right. Yeah. Like why is this like, a big aha like, yeah, like oh like, what what like what? It, like <laughs> yeah, it's like mind blowing. <laughs> well, it's a number. It's like and right. again, it's like attractive land can have eight hundred homes spread across the whole thing. Or it could have 800 apartments, and that's a lot, that's a big number, but like 800 apartments. You're scaring people then. I know, right? <laughs> in one small spot, and then the rest of the land is still sold to the same developer, but what do you put on the rest of that? Right. Anything. Right. You know, I don't want to like, I don't want to like be the opposite of a fear monger and be like, oh, it's all roses and beauty, but like, again, as a developer, what are you going to do with that land? A town's going to demand a certain amount of park space. Yep. You do that. They're going to demand a school. They're going to demand commercial that's walkable because that's objectively walkable walkable commercial right. is I, better i think that there's this like this stigma that exists and i i honestly don't know where it came from but there's this like stigma the attached. 60s. it came from the 60s yeah probably but <laughs> it's it's a stigma attached to developers that like if like all developers are just evil like, oh they no. don't they don't care about the town at all they just are coming in here and they just want to destroy Nolan Silver. I don't have a problem with in with, in like you know the in pursuit of profits. I don't whatever. have a so I don't have a problem with exposing myself too much on this topic. <laughs> You're uh, all wearing shorts tonight. I oh, hey hey. <laughs> we we have a blurb right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just blur the lower half of this video. <laughs> but so like. You you brought up a great point. I think that Nolensville, the older Nolensville residents, meaning not age but like tenure, uh, are terrified of growth and development because we had such crappy development here. Sure. So like you did have like Bill Codas doing Bank Creek and you had Fred Yazdin doing uh, Greenbrook North. They just completely like circumvented the whole entire system where they like got the town or they 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 found every loophole to take advantage of in order to make as much money as possible, right? Sure. Like, so I like, I don't want those developers to develop a single track in Nolensville from this moment on. Like, I want to make it impossible for them to do that. Yeah. Like, but then you do have Sutherland that just got approved. Like, you go to West Haven, like, there's the same developer that West Haven, and you go there and you're like, this looks phenomenal. Right. We have you, some premier developers right. coming into town, and those, be, like, begging to those, build those, here. Those developers cannot, like, they could, but they will not cut corners because they are selling a premium product, right? Correct. So, like, you go to, like, Stevens Valley, which uh, Len Innovations did Stevens Valley, and I got to actually tour one, like, their whole parade thing a couple months back. And 
It looks phenomenal. There's absolutely zero corners cut. They go above and beyond. They put a giant runabout in the middle of their development yep. to like reroute the whole entire traffic in the area. Right. Like Goodall yesterday. As much as I don't like Goodall, and I'm, I, yeah, I just think Goodall was a really bad, uh, a really bad development to pass through at this point. But they are redoing the. They are redoing a big part of Kid Road. Right. With that intersection, like that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Like that's what you get. Yep. So I, like up until this agree. up until this point, the development that Nolensville has seen was very very like you know turnover like dynamite the the earth like yep. skull of the earth type of thing and dump all the traffic onto Nolensville Road and wash your hands clean as soon as you're done. Don't plant like how many bond issues do we have where people yeah. are like don't have their sweet trees or don't have the proper drainage yeah. or like something's flooding their backyard because they graded it wrong like. Yeah, get rid of that crap. I don't want any of that development here. Bring in like quality developers that are able to make money, allow them to make money here, right? So that you don't get the bottom feeding developers. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a great point because it. I think that is you're right. That is probably where the stigma comes from. Is just like the history of development in Nolansville and how things have gone. But no, how my rent's not over yet. Did you know? <laughs> did you know that in Burberry Glen, right? Burberry Glen on a back section of Burberry Glen. I've actually posted this on TNI a few times. There's a giant hill. Okay. Right? And it's a nuisance to the neighborhood because like now it's kind of all completely built out. That hill is a nuisance because it's just a pile of garbage that like eventually became just like covered with dirt. And it was just the developer allowing the builders to dump all their trash there. And now it's just part it's of just this. like building debris? Building debris. Oh it's my just gosh. A, and then there's no intent. This thing, sh- it's, like, it's big enough that we can see it on Google Earth. Like oh it's, it's significant. That's hilarious. Uh, and there's, there's, there's like we can't do anything because right. nobody, like nobody's caught it. And my point being is like if if you attract developers and builders that don't need to be watched at every single every single move. Yep. Then the the process works a lot better if you're able to work with the developers that are quality developers and quality builders. Then you don't have to have that fear of like, man, they're gonna just completely screw us at right. every every twist right. and turn. Hundred percent. But I, to to your point, I you're just describing where the stigma, uh, kind of evolved out of. But it so I think that that stigma though, is really relevant to the current, I guess, state of the debate, because you have a lot of people, that, just you say the word developer. And they immediately just yeah. like, no, oh, no, no, I'm no. done. No. Like, yeah. like our polit- like our, our, our commissioners, you can't meet with developers that you're evil if you that's, do that. That's insane. And I, yeah, it is insane. It's like, okay, developers are not evil. If you look around our entire town, we would not have a town. Like, we would not live in the houses we live in. Most of our listeners would not live in the houses they live in if developers didn't come and build in Nolansville. Right. You know, for better or worse. But... There, yes, there are varying degrees of quality in, in development and things like that. And I think that, that that is obviously true. But looking at, like, the apartment debate, people immediately just hear, well, like, you know, developers uh, who want to build apartments, they're, like, the worst of the worst then, you know? It's like if, if yeah. they want to do mixed use, mm-hmm. and like, oh, well, they're so bad because they have to bring 900 apartments to be able to build their development. It's like, no, like, just it's a simple economics thing. Yeah, right? it's a numbers game, right? Like, Developers have investors. They're running a business that has to provide investors returns. In order to do that, there are costs with associated with buying land and actually building out a development. And they have to do that at a profitable level. 
And in order to do that, like certain things have to provide a certain return on the money that they deploy. So, you know, like Mike said earlier, if it costs $100,000 an acre to buy land in Owensville, that's a lot of money that's just to get money. the land. Well, well, I think there is a certain, I don't want to, I don't bring this word up lightly, but there's this, there's this like mentality of entitlement almost amongst people here. Sure. That's like, oh, well, just just go tell Kroger that you know they need to get rid of the apartments and they can then then they can have our beautiful land. It's like, do you know how many how many Krogers are being built in the country this year? Right. Yeah. I think it's one. Yeah. Two, uh, two, we're one of two. I think one, we're one of two. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's not like it's not like uh, we're yeah. just uh, beautiful. Like they'll just go somewhere else. Right. It's not like we can just go tell them to do whatever that whatever we feel like. Yep. They'll just move I, across the street where it's a county. Yeah, I, I hate I hate to tell people this, but like from like a developer perspective, like I love this town. I chose to live here, but like from a from like a commercial like development perspective, this town is fourteen thousand or whatever it is people. Right. It's not that attractive on paper. Right. Right. Like we don't have all these cards in our hand that we're like can just deal out. Yeah. The I, fact that we've got what we've got right now is. A borderline miracle. Well, the, right. fact, the fact that we got what we got right now, it's less so us and more so like Antioch growing, Cane Ridge and Smyrna pushing up on our borders, mm-hmm. yeah. which is like the same thing with apartments. It's like you don't want any apartments here or like like even, like forget the apartments argument. You don't want any density here, right? Because like density could come in many forms. Like it could be it could be a condo, which is essentially an apartment that somebody buys, right? So like we don't want any sort of density here, but like. You drive down Nolensville Road, you turn on Burkett. There's 800 apartments right there. Yeah. Like all, like all of, like all of Cane Ridge is going to go apartments. You have uh, Century Farms. That's all density right there. Yeah. You drive down Rocky Fork, even down like the con- the the most country of country roads, Rocky Rocky Fork. You drive down there as soon as you get to the bend around in Smyrna by Waldron. That's that's a development right there too. There's a mixed use development that's going on in Laverne. That's all pushing on our borders. So if you're saying like I don't want any density here because it causes traffic, it causes problems. Even like even if even if your argument's flawed and you're going to continue using the argument of apartments cause crime and even if that's true, is what you're saying. even even if you find some data that supports that on some level, like all that stuff is like right on the pro- like right on our town limits. Right. Like what makes you think that like it won't like if. If your argument is true, then you should just move the hell out of here because right. it's here already. Right. Like, criminals saying, don't follow yeah. county lines. Yeah, yeah, we're saying we're already getting all of the quote-unquote negative from negative. that already, right. and we're getting none of the positive from Correct. it. Correct. Right. Anybody with a brain would say there is some positive to sure. it. Even it, the, the the people who are trying to make an argument are saying, oh, the, the trade-off's not worth it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're getting the raw end of the deal right now, if I you, mean, be, there, if you believe a, that. There was a time when I first moved to Nolensville, uh, and, and I, I mean moving into Bent Creek now. Like, I, I see this in, in Bent Creek every now and then. Like, Wait, you live in Town Limits? Uh, I do live in Town Limits now. <laughs> but when I first moved here, I mean, it was like once a month, there'd be like a string of like like car break-ins. You know? Yeah. And, like, and then they yeah, would like... Say they would, you, just, you just lowered my property right. price. But like, they would like... But they would, you know, they would We are catch, in an apartment. It's probably already lower right now anyway. Yeah. But they would like, you know, every now and then they would catch the individual and be like, oh, it's somebody that drove over from Smyrna. Right. Or somebody drove from oh, Antioch. Yeah. You know, it's like... It wasn't a person that lived in Nolensville necessarily. Yeah, so um, there. <laughs> That's awesome. I just think that there is, uh, yeah, this this I don't know this idea that like crime only exists in apartments and yeah. that it that has not been my experience living in single family homes in Nolensville. There's plenty of crime that happens. How I, many I times did you get mugged living in this place? Uh, I mean, never. 
How many times? How many times has somebody tried to sell you something illegally here? Never. How many? Oh, so you were a renter in an apartment yeah. in Nonsville. Yeah. How many people did you did you mug? How many cars did you break into? <laughs> how much criming did you do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, none. Like it's just this again. There's a stigma associated with just people that live in apartments that, um, you know, I just I don't think it's fair or accurate. But. Well, let's 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 move on from the the crime aspect. Yeah. Um, I I've only gotten mugged twice here since we've been here tonight, so it's not that bad. Um, but what about the I'm other? Remember by Chris? Yeah, He's got your wallet <laughs> and your phone. Right, it's true. <laughs> um, the other major arguments we, we've touched on a little bit of the the traffic question. Yeah. Um, which I think again higher density. Well, let's, let's start there with traffic, and and the other one is schools. Um, but with traffic. The, I think this town, based on what I know about the vision in this town, number one, I've heard some of the regular cast of characters, Larry Feltz, Tommy Duggar, just pull numbers out of places that I don't want to see, of <laughs> of what this town is going to be like if 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 this zoning ordinance passes, yeah, where it's you're just going to drive, it's just going to be apartments stacked up everywhere, right, which is Bob. Uh, in the words of Michael Scott, bottles the mind. Right. Uh, uh, just <laughs> because there's zoning that doesn't allow for that, it just does. It just is not possible. Yeah. Um. Not, and number two, it's not sustainable. A, a developer wouldn't do that because it's just not realistic. Yeah. Um. But traffic, and I think the balance of people saying you need to fix the roads before you add all this density. I have an opinion about why that doesn't work, but somebody else tell me why that doesn't work. Money. Yeah. Why though? What? What? Why is? Because why can't we spend all this money we have right well, now? Yeah, I I think that there's like a misunderstanding, I guess, of of it, that comes into this argument um, or or this debate that's happening around like uh, the financial aspect of of roads and and infrastructure and things like that. So. Um, I think a lot of people think like a government, like they're, they just, they can just like make money up here. They could. To be able to like, I mean, yeah, they I mean, could. I mean, come on. Taxes, I mean, 10% of um, <laughs> But I mean, you know, Nolensville has historically done a pretty good job of keeping our taxes at a very, very low rate. I think, yeah. are we still the lowest in the county? No, Thompson Station, but they don't even have a police department. Right. So, I mean, we're, we're very, very low in comparison to other municipalities. Um, and, and. Personally, like I value that. I think it's a great thing. But um, what a lot of people don't understand, though, is like what residents and growth actually represents is revenue. So, you you a town needs people to move to be able to grow and take care of things. If Nolensville wa- really like wanted to stay Mayberry, then twenty years ago when they incorporated, they should have put zoning in place that didn't allow people to sell their land for neighborhoods Mm -hmm. things like that the Mm -hmm. moment they opened the doors and said hey come move here that's that's when the problems really started and so at this point we're already 20 years in people already live here and now they want this stuff fixed well the only way to fix it is to invite more people here because we need more people and we need uh the only way to, to to get some other forms of revenue like commercial revenue are to allow some of these developments to be built that have kind of mixed-use components. And so 
is it going to bring more traffic? A hundred percent. Like that's just that's a reality. I I disagree. Uh, I, I disagree with that. It, it, is it going to bring like the the doomsday amount of traffic that people think it's going to be? No, but there there will be some. Um, I just personally like I think if you have this mentality uh, that you can somehow live anywhere in Williamson County right now and that you are not going to um, experience a place that's growing all around you and the farmland is going to become something else, like, you're crazy. Mm. Like, Nashville is one of the top ten fastest-growing cities in America. Two, yeah. And, I mean, I just, like, we don't have any control over what Nashville decides to do. But guess what? Like, I mean, you look at Atlanta 20, 30 years ago and how much it sprawled out and spread... And how crazy that growth is. Well, that's the same trajectory Nashville's on right now. And we happen to live in like a really like blossoming suburb. So like to me, if you want, if what everybody who pushes back against apartments really wants is they want to live in a nice newly built home, but that's surrounded and makes them feel like they own land. That they live, you know, in the country. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we can't protect some of that and that we that that's valuable. We, we should it's, protect it, some of that. It, it, it certainly is. But this this idea that somehow, like, that Nolensville was always just going to be, like, a collection of neighborhoods and never need to become more like Brentwood or Franklin or some of the other municipalities that have already grown up, um, it's just crazy. Like, I moved here eight years ago. Because I thought that I was getting in on kind of the ground floor yeah, right. of it, of, of like the next wave of Williamson County. Um, so just the, and I, I guess I feel like apartments and like that whole side of the debate, it's just, it's a necessary evil in my opinion. Well, well I think when I think about apartments from a, a resident perspective who lives in a house right now, what I think I get, and, and this is the thing is, is people want the, like the positive pieces of, of anything about living in a growing town like this. Right. They can point and say, am I, like for me, it's like, oh, I live across the street from where Darcy's going to be. Man, that'd be really great to live across the street from a Starbucks. You know, so when I want that Starbucks drink instead of a local coffee shop, I can right. walk over there and get it. Right. That's great. The trade-off is I'm also going to have like this other development around it. Also, though, I also get the Kroger. I'm like, oh, I could go across the street and, to get groceries. Um, but there might be some, uh, you know, if I drive my car, it's, there's going to be a, other people parking, whatever it is. Yep. There's going to be a light there now. I, whenever I leave my neighborhood, I've, uh, I've got to wait for some traffic on the other side of the intersection to come right. out. It's this idea of like, I understand what I'm getting positive and I'm willing to have the trade-off for yep. it. The argument I keep seeing about any of these developments is... Why can't they just get rid of all the things I don't like <laughs> and keep the things I like? Yeah. And then and then we'll be great. Yeah, it's almost like there's this mentality that a developer that like if you just say we don't want apartments, that a developer is still going to come and choose to build here. Right, cuz they're so they love this place so much they're just desperate it's to like, be here. It's like they're not bringing these types of developments just for like, you know, the the heck of it. Like they are bringing these these developments because that's what they're bringing to other municipalities because they work right and and land costs have gone up and this is this is just the way they have to go about it but yeah i mean i i don't when was the last time like you guys drove around and saw like a huge sprawling like big box development going in somewhere 
Yeah, like, like a like a you know, like a Best Buy with a bunch of other things attached yeah, with like to a, it. Yeah, like a Target and a World Market. They're all shutting like, down. Like the last I saw. Yeah, I mean, it's like developers are not presenting that and building that anymore because like the retailers aren't pushing to, the, to the only, come and build. The only thing, to your point, the only thing that does still uh, that there's still a lot of demand for in terms of because it's affordable, it's a more affordable option for for commercial is strip malls. Right, so sure. that's what—that's the reason why, like the the running joke is like something goes up on Nolensville Road. It's like, what is it? And like five hundred people will comment, "Oh, it's a nail salon. Oh, it's a burger joint. Oh, right. it's a Mexican restaurant." Because that's the demand. Like that's that's the affordable option. If you yeah. want to open up a burger joint, you're not going in this like hip. Well, you are, but like you like if there is like a, a strip mall and it has like five bays and they're renting it out for thirty, thirty-five, forty dollars a square foot. Traditionally, you're just gonna get your nail salon, like it's like the mom and pop shop yeah. equivalent of like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rent this space out. I'm not gonna own it because you don't own them. I'm gonna rent this space up until I build the brand or I fail. Hundred percent. Right? Well, let's talk about like like mixed use, mi- like kind of combined with commercial. Uh, I am sick, and you know, of seeing small businesses, whether I they're the kind that I would patronize or not. Posting about how they're going out of business here in town, and, yeah. and and the reaction being, oh well, the town should have just come and supported you more, and then you and then and then you would have survived or you would have made it. It's like no, like the issue is, me as a middle aged white guy, probably am not going to go make a special trip on my own to a candle shop. I'm just not. Now, if I was in a place. Where and I think about like that that strip mall behind like uh, where the old Martins is and like where Brothers is that whole strip mall. There's like a a florist, a barber shop, a vet, a Mexican restaurant. There's a vet there? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. So we take our cat there. Um, <laughs> but like of those businesses, like what is the crossover? Right. I, I drop my my cat off at the vet and I'm gonna walk to the floor. Like, no, like the <laughs> idea of having like commercial mixed with like because the, here's the thing when you have living space apartments or whatever you want to call it in a commercial area by necessity certain businesses build there right. to support the people who live there exactly that you are hitting the the biggest point about mixed use so so a candle shop in that setting does not the, work. It right. does not work. You don't need candles every freaking day. Right, but my point is like, there is no, there is no like uh, incidental traffic in our current setup. Right. Yeah. You don't accidentally go into a place and find something you love because you just happen to be there. Yep. Because everything has to be so highly specialized in our current setup, where there's not a variety that makes any sense right. in a place. Versus when you are a commercial. Uh, you're a business or you're a developer that's trying to attract a, a it's a two-sided thing if you're a developer and you've got living space and you've got commercial space you want to attract people to live in this space right so you you're going to size your parcels you're going to price your parcels in a certain direction to make businesses come in that will make that living space attractive to yeah. those business to those business or uh, make the other way around the, right, the people right, who live there right, right. Think, man, these businesses are here. Yeah, this is great. And the other way around as well. You want to make sure that the people who are putting businesses in feel like they're attracted to that. Yeah. And, and the people who don't live anywhere near any of that, we actually benefit from that. 
Right. But in this current situation, if you're a small business owner and you're struggling, you should be begging for mixed use. Right. That's right. the that's a right. solution for you. That's right. not going to be a problem. Yep. Move in that direction. Well, and I think we we all hear it all the time in conversations. Like people will say, "Oh, I just wish we had this in Oldsville, or I wish or, we yeah. had this kind of business yeah. in Oldsville." Yeah. Like, why won't like this whatever company come and open here? Chick Fil A. Yeah, I mean, the reason Quick is Quick Break. Chick Fil A. <laughs> <Quick break. laughs> but but I mean, the reality is like what you were what you were hitting on is that like developers cannot attract those types of businesses because they don't we're, we're not allowing developers right now to build the types of developments to where they can like get the rents at a certain you're rate. not scaling for that yeah right. like if you if you bring a mixed-use development that has a lot of apartments they're gonna make most of their money on the apartments which means that they can keep the rents affordable on the commercial stuff which is going to allow and and open up like the floodgates of the types of businesses that can actually afford to do business in Nolensville. It's just economics. And I, I do have to touch on, cause I, cause you guys brought it up. And so it's just like, I can't not say it, but it's like Nolensville can only have so many knickknack shops, you know, mm -hmm. like no, no offense to, we are to, not related yeah. to in any form. We are the podcast. We are not the small town charm store. We right. haven't got we haven't gotten any emails about uh, buying anything yet. But the, no one, but no the reason the reason that shop there, by the way. <laughs> part of the reason that our economy is just like full of that kind of stuff is because like the businesses that are awesome and would love to like that that we would all love to have come open here the types of restaurants and bars and like um, you know retailers that are like actually cool and you find in other cities. Um, they will never build in a place that doesn't have high foot traffic, you, but you high know, volume you, of people. So, and the way you the way you get that is not by single family homes. So you it's know, by what, like giving them people that live all around it. You know what's crazy to me is that like people will hear you say that and they'll say like, "Well, you don't like this candle shop or this knickknack store," and like you want you want to drive them out for like something that's hipster and cool and like your your beer garden type. Of, like no, that that's not how it works. So like, I'll give you an example. If if like. If there was a, if there was a candle shop, just randomly, just on a, like on Nolensville Road, next to a mixed use development, and then they happen to be next to a coffee shop or a beer garden, yeah, like there would be a lot more traffic going 100%. to that place, and both places can like feed I, off I, of each yeah, other. Like, to, like that's the way it works. To prove your point, so I I will go on the record here. Um, you're gonna drag me for this, Mike, but I love Nella Moon. I love it. Like. I have no problem saying that. I'm going to look right at the camera. I love, <laughs> love Nella Moon. Would love a sponsorship, free candles for life or something. You know? um, I'll take one candle. No, but I mean, I... I Those candles well, are expensive, though. They're, they're super expensive, <laughs> but they make your house smell great. And so, um, and they have some male-friendly uh, scents. What's so, a male-friendly scent? Dude, I'm really, I'm really exposing my feminine side here. <laughs> yeah. but Loving there. It's, it's, loving it's what it's happens <laughs> when you're a single dad. Um, but... Nella Moon, I think, is a great example. They have a huge following on Instagram. They're super trendy. Like, it is very hipster in terms of, like, you walk into that store and you don't yeah. feel like you're in Nolan. I mean, you I feel do, like I, you're in, like, 12 South or, like, some other part of Nashville. I, I do my, like, Christmas shopping there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I think it's a great example. It's in the middle of the historic district. And so, like, there really is no foot traffic. Like, you, you go there because, like, you want a candle and you you know people follow them on on instagram and it's trendy and you don't just happen up on in there right Correct. you're not but walking they, by you're not window shopping they they are successful 
not because of their location. They're successful because they already had a brand built. And mm-hmm. so people yeah. are, they're tapping into that. But if you put Nella Moon in um, something like McEwen North in Cool Springs. Oh, it kills it. Yeah. Like it would absolutely yeah. slay, you know? Well, that's what I, I was thinking of McEwen North the whole time we are talking about yeah. this. Because how many uh, apartments are around that place? Right. Uh, you know, I go there because of the collection of businesses that are there. Yeah. But that collection of businesses would never have existed without the residential attached to 100%. it. hundred percent. And I, I just, like, let's name some of them, right? Like, brothers. Yeah. Well, not bro- brothers. Neighbors. Jenny's Ice Cream. Neighbors. neighbors. Yeah. Uh, Shake Shack. There's a Kandata, the Kandata, the, the taco shop. Yes. Right there's great. Like, the like, wine bar. Yeah. The wine bar, yeah. Like, the, these are, like, awesome concepts. And, like, everybody in Nolensville would look at that and be like, yeah, well, we could have that in Nolensville. But people say that because, okay, yes, like, we have people that make that kind of income. They look very similar. They probably work in Cool Springs, so they're familiar with it. But what people don't understand is, like, just because you drive to Cool Springs to go get that, and you're the type of person that enjoys that, doesn't mean a developer is going to build it here unless they have a, an economic reason and are incentivized to do it. Right. That, that doesn't mean that... like you need to give them like tax breaks, but it's like, no, like the the, the, the break in working with the developers is giving them the density right. to where they can make this feasible. There's exactly. a reason why like that, that strip mall like up on like where the Five Guys is at like Mallory and Cool Springs is like borderline desolate all the time. Yeah. It's a collection of businesses the same way that Green, that uh, McEwen North does. Right. Yeah. It's it's not the it's not the businesses that magically appeared that made made it attractive. Yeah. The only reason why those attractive businesses are there, I've already said this, is because of the this because it was viable for the, those businesses to be there because of the residential. Right. Exactly. And so if you ever want this town to be what you want it to be, it's not just going to happen because you demand it and say build these businesses here. Yeah. You might be able to say that, and Chick-fil-A. then Chick-fil-A. right, exactly. <laughs> you might be able to say that, but then you have to listen when the 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 developer comes back and says, "Great, we want to give that to you, but here's what it's going to take for us to not lose our shirt on this." Right. Unless you have some data to show show how it you they don't lose their shirt and you know their business better than them. Yep. You have to shut up and say, "Okay, am I going to take this deal or not?" But I'm sick of like this people in this town just demanding things, yeah, like they deserve it. Yeah. yeah, we are a tiny town, and we have two, two of the largest grocery chains in the in the world. In the southeast. Yeah. Okay, sure. Probably southeast. In my world, I'm from Alabama. <laughs> in my world, wanting to build within like a yeah. half mile of each other. Yeah. And we're over here saying no. Now you, so, you, we know, we know what you're doing. I, better I think than we people do. are going to freak out. So, uh, like Hardee's. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Carl's Jr., Hardee's, whatever. Like Hardee's is building. Uh, I don't know when they break ground, but it's approved. Yes, yeah, that'll yeah. be soon. Like right on Nolensville Road, I think up near Burkett. It's Burkett right in front place. of Burkett. Yeah, right yeah. in front of Burkett Place. I don't think a lot of people know it's coming, but people are going to freak out when they see that. Not in a good way. They're going to freak out because they're going to say, "Like why? Like that is like the last thing that That's people not want." Berry. Like mm-hmm. people don't want another burger place. Come on, like hashtag the joke from like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like also it's like a national chain like not at all what people are really they, like they do have a leg up because they're local they're, they're oh, headquarters totally. in Franklin totally. so. but I, I I think the the point I'm driving at though is like like Hardee's came in and like didn't have to get any sort of like special approvals or anything like that it's just straight zone it's like this is yeah. what the zoning allows for I can yep. build a Hardee's here developer said cool let's do it 100 feet Hardee's off the road. signed off and they're doing it like 
I don't think what people understand is like the reason that we're arguing so hard and so like so much in favor of apartments is not like it's it's not like this. It's not the apartment. It's It's not not the the apartments. It's the apartments are a cost of doing business. It's like it's a necessary evil to get the kind of stuff we want. If you don't want a Hardee's on Nolensville Road, like change the zoning and allow some of this growth that developers are are kind of tied to right now because of how the economy is and how land prices are in right. in Nashville. Um, that's all market driven, but like let them build what they need to build to be able to bring the kind of things that we actually want, the yeah. kind of businesses we want and and yeah, I mean whatever. It's also going to like affect infrastructure in a positive way. There's and, just and, so many pros about and to, it. And to to kind of your point, apartments are not the only like necessary evil every residential unit is a necessary evil yeah. like like you can you can dial up anybody from old boma and ask them and they will tell you the same exact thing resident any residential unit is the the evil you deal with to corner commercial commercial right. is where the money's at yep so well, the more 100%. commercial the, the the better commercial investment you can get in in your town the better your town's going to be financially and traffic wise, infrastructure wise, park wise, school wise, all that. And if you allow them to get more commercial by supplementing it with residential, yep. that's way better for you. I, I, I just think people need to stop looking at growth as this this thing that's actually gonna hurt. Like the way that you grow revenues in a town are you bring people. People equal revenue. Like there's taxes, there's all the like tax revenue they generate from shopping at these businesses. There's all the infrastructure and impact fees and things that will come from actually building out all the residences. Like you don't grow revenues in a town by just like closing the door and being like, yeah, we're just not yeah. gonna, we're not going to build anymore. Every it just doesn't work. So two things. Number one, every 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 neighborhood in this in this town right now is a liability for this town. Yes. It it is a net negative on the budget. Yes. Like, like I, yep. I know we said it before. Long term, we so like the yeah. But to your point, like people like people look and say, well, we have all this money in, in in our on our on our statements and all that. We we haven't got we haven't gotten to the point where we have to repave every road right. in a single subject. Yeah, like imagine on, repaving all of Bank. But it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Exactly. It's coming. Yeah. And, and all these subdivisions are going to have to like get their roads changed, get all their lights yeah, changed. You, you, all almost that need, stuff. you need to look at like all the infrastructure that the town absorbed by letting these developments be built. And it happened so quickly it, yes, too. But you need to look at it less as like um like this doom and gloom thing that's coming in the future. It's a debt. It, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a, a liability. Debt. It's it a liability. It's a debt that, like, at some point, that note's going to get called. And, right. And it's not like a hey, you can just pay in on monthly installments. It's like we're calling the note. Yeah. You got to pay the whole. To, to put a finer point on it, what what we're saying is the the tax revenue and impact fees that come in from a neighborhood, a, a, a suburban, sprawling tr- sprawling neighborhood, is is a one time kind of windfall that comes into the town. Yep. But it's up front. It's up front. It's up front money. Yeah, and it covers generously. It covers ten years, maybe, of time. You talking yeah, about the impact based permit fees? Yeah, and all that? yeah. yeah. So like, like infrastructure. Yeah, That's fair. But beyond that, it basically gives you not nothing because you minimal. do get minimal. Minimal. But the liability that it creates from an infrastructure is is. It, it doesn't change. It doesn't diminish over time. It's the same liability forever. 
So you can imagine a bar going across like this. This is our liability forever. Right. Yep. And you see the 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 money. If this is a line of liability, this is the money, and then it does this. Yep. And very, we're at this point where it crosses over, yeah. where, where the the money crosses over, and it never goes back up. That's what sprawling suburban is doing for us. And so we haven't got to the point where anyone's screaming with their hair on fire. But people with brains in calculators are saying it's going to happen. So, yeah, right, so, we, so we, like, have, we haven't gotten through a single cycle of a subdivision yet. So, right, yeah. so like, use Bank Creek is the biggest, and I'm the most familiar with, familiar with it because I live there. So we haven't gotten through the cycle of Bank Creek where we have to repave every road. Yep. That's going to be a big money loss. 25 years later, we're going to have to do it again. Yep. 25 years later, we're going to have to do it again. And it's like... It's going to continue being a huge, huge liability, and the like. The further out we go, the worse it's going to get. Yep. And the people don't realize that Nolensville is only like twenty five years old. Right. Like we're the right. baby stage of this. Like this town, if you, if you put us in perspective with Franklin, and you put us on a two hundred year trajectory, uh, like two hundred years out, like we're going to have to replace all these roads three different times, through four different times. Like look at the, like look at look at the cost of that over yep. time, and. It, it just bankrupts you. It, right. It's either your taxes become like California or Illinois. That's what those like the reason why the reason why Illinois taxes are so bad is because they're old enough to go through these like yeah. few of these cycles of replacing all this infrastructure. Yeah, like that's the reason. Like that. Yeah. Like people are like, well, I can't believe why Illinois taxes are so bad. It's because like it it sprawled out way quicker than Nashville did and right. they kept just raising taxes every time you had to repay everything. I, I, I think a great example of like what we're talking about, because we are kind of already seeing this discrepancy a little bit if people would look at the numbers that are yeah. out there. It's like we have like, what, $28 million in the bank? Yeah. Right? Um, and 29 now. Yeah. So, another month, another month. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have like $29 million in the bank, but like, you know, the capital improvement plan that that the committee submitted to the mm -hmm. board was what like 50 something million what was 57 it? 57 million dollars yeah. in infrastructure and things that need and to be done and it took us 26 years to get 28 million but keep in mind that like that 57 million dollars um does obviously those are different numbers like yeah. here's here's a plan to spend 57 million dollars to improve all this stuff in town that needs improving we only have 28 million dollars in the bank big discrepancy that $57 million plan also doesn't include repaving a single neighborhood. Right. No, not, not at all. Like, I mean, you start talking about... Not, not a single, yeah, not yeah, a single and think about when all these neighborhoods were finished all around the same time, all the roads are going to deteriorate around the same rate, so they're all going to need repaving about the same time. These are just, like, massive costs that are just going to skyrocket. And, yes, you can bond things out and things like that, but to circle this back to the apartment discussion and revenues and things like that, like the only way that we can ever take on the kind of like municipal debt, like that's that's healthy, and and be able to to take on some of these massive infrastructure projects that need to be done, and do it in a fiscally responsible way is if we have revenues that can justify taking the taking that debt on. I mean, yeah, it's like banks banks with municipal lending work a little bit differently. Like they won't just loan you the money just because you're a city. It's like, right. you have to absolutely show that you can pay it back. Um, and so, I mean, not that banks don't do that in your personal right. life too, but, but they're yeah. a little more risky with right. like, you know, personal loans and things. So I just, I just think it's crazy that uh, if people just open their eyes and see all the facts, 
like this wouldn't be such a debate. They would see why this is just something that we need to do. Yeah. All right. So one more question I have, and this is something I learned about maybe a couple of years ago. the The idea of density is not as like cut and dry as some people may think. It's not as cut and dry as I thought it was. So an example would be, um, I think Greenbrook South did this, but this is just an example, a hypothetical example. But this is the concept is true, which is. You could say, uh, I want to have 10 units per acre. And you have a plot of land that's 10 acres, which means you've got, what, 100 acres? 100 units. 100 units, sorry, 100 units, yeah. But let's say half of that is a floodplain, and you can't build there. So... That happened, yeah. So you can't build on half of that land, but but you can still get the density... Of the ten units per acre, yeah. So those you are allowed without with like without really any consideration, just to like take those a hundred units and instead of having them spread out over those, was I said ten acres? Yeah. You can cram them onto five acres. So visually and like aesthetically and like practically, what you've really got is double the density of what your official on paper density says you have. Right? Yeah. And so I think a lot of people, if they're going to find a data point to argue against density, they're going to look at like current developments Mm -hmm. and say, well, that's six, that's eight, that's whatever that is. And on paper, it is what they say it is. But like from a practical standpoint, if you look at where, what, how many units are actually fitting on an acre, it could already be. As high as what is being proposed, it could be higher. Physically, I mean, am I, am I off base here? Is it? No, no. You. So, I have two examples with that. So my uh, my house sits on less than 0.2 of an acre. If you take and it's obviously it's parcelled out by itself now. And if you mm-hmm. take the density of that, it's like what four units an acre. My house is four units an acre right now. Right. It's it's uh, house in Bank Creek. If you take it at its singular basis, it's four units an acre. Is that scary? Like, no, it's just a house in Bank Creek. Right. Furthermore, uh, the place is actually going out of business. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's, not, it's not the pe- I always call it a peacock. The Painted Dragonfly. Yeah. yeah. That obviously started off as a residential unit in our historic district, right? Sure. It's village zoned, meaning six units an acre. Yeah. It's sitting on like... I'm going to butcher this. It's sitting on like point zero seven of an acre. Mm-hmm. And if you do the math... Which don't do the math because I butchering the numbers. <laughs> like I did the math a while ago. Like if you did the math, if you were to convert that business and back to its original land use, which was the residential, it w- you couldn't do it because it's over six units an acre. The yeah. lot's so small yeah. that you couldn't, you could, you cannot live. Is that too much? Like it's turning right. the painted dragonfly that that historic building that we right. couldn't put a we couldn't put a mirror on it because it's so precious to us. Right. Like is that. Too much density? That one building? I, look, yeah. I, I think this is just uh, my, my personal opinion, but just because I've watched this debate unfold online at planning commission meetings with commissioners uh, on the, the BOC, um, I think that the density numbers that get thrown around are really just, it, it, it's a cop-out. Yeah. And, and what people don't really want to say is... 
oh, well, I just don't want Nolansville to be anything other than strip malls and single-family homes. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're okay with that, cool. Just say it. Just say it. it. Like, I would have way more respect if you're just like, look, like, I want want Nolansville to just remain a place where there's only single-family homes and a certain kind of commercial development, which is strip malls. Uh, Or big box. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if that's what you want, cool. I'm not saying that's what I want, but, like, at least at least we are like having a healthy debate where like you're not being dishonest about what you really want making this whole thing about like oh well you know i'm 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 okay with like 12 but not 24 units per yeah. acre like okay but why like why is what what how did you arrive at 12 is appropriate what you you're know? saying is like if you could just make the argument what your what the truth is about yeah. your argument no one could argue with you yes and then, but the problem is, you want to keep bringing data into this, right? And then makes when some makes you by default a bully, right? If you prove somebody wrong it's, online, you're a bully. exactly. But this is like this <laughs> is. Do you want to stop getting bullied? Stop trying to use data to back up an right. emotional opinion yeah. you have about something. Just say it's your emotion, yep. And then no one will bully and bully you. This is, I mean, for me, like foundationally, this is the reason I said what I said earlier about I. I there is no max number for me, because, right? Because to me, it's just like. I'm okay with apartments, any number of apartments, doesn't matter. Whatever it takes for a developer to give me the kind of development that I think is going right. to be the exactly. businesses that I really desire. If that's yeah. if that's 48 units per acre, so be it. Well, I, I don't care what the number and it's, is and it's like the, because the, for me, I'm not going to hide behind the number and, and to like make my argument. It's like whatever the number is to give me the kind of development that the, I really the reason, desire. The reason why I... I... I hate this argument is because it's so subjective. Are you mm-hmm. talking about a 10 acre parcel? Are you talking about a quarter acre parcel? Sure. Because like, why would you like, if, if you can have something where it's like, you have this awesome beer garden on the bottom and then you have like four units on top, right? Yeah. Like units like this, yeah. like this scary, yeah. this super Terrifying. scary crying <laughs> unit. Like you have four of these. On top of this beer garden, but it's on a quarter of an acre, and that makes it 16 units an acre. Like, is that really that scary? Exactly. Like, I, I understand. Like, there's there's no part of me that would ever be okay with like selling off one of these big legacy lots that are like 300 acres and saying like, you know what? Go for it. Go build four story apartments throughout the whole thing. Just yeah. pillage the whole area and then just build. Ten thousand. See, I, I, like, that's not okay. E- even me saying I don't, I don't care what the the max density number is, wouldn't be okay with that either. Right. But I'm not, I'm not okay with it because the the density and the number of apartments is really just a means to an end. Right. If, if the development, yeah. if the development doesn't have the commercial aspects that I really, really want, then I'm not for it. Well, I'm also not. That, but that's what I'm driving. At. That's I'm why also, I hate good. That's why I hate Goodall. Yeah. I think Goodall's a horrible. So like, I, I, I. I jokingly texted you or uh, messaged you today. I'm like, I'm going to like go all out on Goodall because I'm one of those people that like if it if it doesn't make sense on paper, then stop trying to justify it by and like Derek Adams did this. So Derek Adams is a very big proponent of solvency. Goodall is not solvent. Like why yeah. not? What then? Why are you voting for it? Right. Well, it's better than what we could have. Well, it's also like if you held out, you could have something better, right? And, like, I'm sure people are going to be shocked. They're like, oh, my gosh, the TNI is disagreeing with the mayor. Yes, we disagree on a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, the dude spent a bunch of money on Sunset Phase 3, which I was, like, all but begging people not, not, not to continue with a dumb project. 
but like Goodall is not so it, it will not make us money. It is not uh, it is not a huge plus to our budget. Right. And it is not the less development that's going to get proposed on that parcel. So like why go forward with that? If it doesn't make sense, if it's not optimal, then why why agree to it? And like when you when you, as you guys were talking about this whole thing, I was like making men- mental notes like to address towards the end of the discussion. Like this is not normal. Like this amount of cornering by developers and the, the the demand here this is not normal like the flip side of that is like when you're when you're driving down to 30a to yeah. your salt life hashtag salt life and you're you you're, you get off the highway and then you see a bunch of dead towns there's like yeah nothingness and just you know trailer park after trailer park with empty businesses that's the equivalent there's no demand for growth there there's no investment in that community and that's what you end up with right like the 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 mill closed down in the sixties and everybody mm-hmm. kind of just faded away. That's, that's the opposite end of the spectrum of what we have here. So like this demand is something that you should cherish and you should, you should, uh, you, you should prosper off of that. You shouldn't right. fight it. You should make it work for you. Yeah. And then the other thing too, is like the one thing that triggers me on like when I, when I, uh, when I debate this online is when people like Tommy Duggar, Stands up there along with Larry Gardner, used to be a PC member, so I can mention him. Uh, and their biggest talking point is, well, if you pass this, you change our town forever. If you give them density, you can never take it away. That's a bunch of crap. Like, you you can downzone anything you want, anytime you want. Like, if as long as there is no site plan that's presented... It is not a taking. You like, there's no vested rights yeah, without a site it's plan. Not, need, there's not a plan. imaginary vested rights in some right random there, imaginary person who doesn't exist. Sure, you're gonna piss off the landowner because you just devalue his property, but <laughs> right. you're not. You, there's no vested rights if there's no site plan. Like there, it, yeah. th- like that talking point is just complete trash. It's designed to fearmonger people saying like, once you do this, you can't go back. It's like Wendy Mucci back in the day saying like, well, like ordinances are forever. Like no, like you can you can amend the crap out of it at any given moment. <laughs> that's that's why you have a not a job, but that's why you were elected. Right, the whole to point is you're there to change things. Isn't yeah. it, isn't it ironic that the guy saying, like, if you do this, you're going to change Nolansville forever, is the same one who voted to change Nolansville forever many times over. Like, yeah. <laughs> like back, Nolansville at one point was just farmland, and Tommy Duggar last time I checked voted for every development in every neighborhood that we all live in. Yeah, like, that, that's that's the that point. That changed Nolensville forever. Yeah, if like, you if you love the way things are right now, right? If you love a ton of traffic and strip malls and no identity for this town, then I got two candidates you can vote for right now that that back up a thought process that have you know sold out that direction. Thought process how, how is a bit you, strong. Yeah, a dogma maybe. <laughs> how do you know that though? Because I like they've never actually said what they believe in or what they. Yeah, I, for. yeah, it's true. Actually, I'm a, I'm I'm, in, I'm assuming based on who supports them. Um, you know, I was gonna say though. This I also, was this was gonna air after your election. That's gonna be funny. I'm gonna that's, I'm gonna that's rush gonna, the edit this till we get out before. Uh, no, the the other thing that I'm against when you brought up the idea of like if 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 a developer got a 300 acre legacy plot and wanted to put apartments on it you know the whole you know front to back you know you'd be against that too 
I was going to say, I'm also against, like, you know, if alien invaders came in and, like, wanted to install, like, a uh, constitutional <laughs> monarchy, I'd be against that, too. Right. Like, we can be against all kinds of things oh, that would never goodness. happen. Because, uh, because like, basic economics say right. no developer is ever going to do that. Right. Like, you don't have to be afraid of things that don't, like, if no one's going to make money off of it, don't be afraid of it. Right. If it doesn't make sense, you, you can just find other things to worry about. Yeah. And, and just because you can find a way to be right doesn't mean that you make sense right. or you're being realistic. Like, I can make up an argument right now that will get everybody in this town to agree with me, but it doesn't have any basis in reality. The, this town is not going to turn into a bunch of apartments, no matter how it's zoned. Right. Because, right. because right. this town can't support that. Right. D- developers can't make money off that. There's nobody that can, can make money off of that, so it's not going to happen. You can use common sense and just figure out what... 100%. Could or could not happen in this town. All right. So the other question I have, and we, we're running out of time okay. for real, is for real, for real. Uh, I, I said we have two questions. One, the other one was one was traffic, which we've talked a lot about now. Um, the other is schools, overcrowding of schools. Oh man. Um, and how how we're going to bring in a bunch of apartments in, and then now all of a sudden our schools are just going to be so overcrowded. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll tackle this uh, a little bit. Because um, I've said this other places, but in my opinion, the town of Nolensville does not have the job of dealing with schools. That Thank is a, you. That is, a count, that is a county issue. It's the county's job to look at how a municipality is growing and to figure out how to service that the the students that are that the are majority of your tax dollars go to the county. Correct. And you should like right now, like in this point of the podcast, you should put Greg Sanford and, and Mary Smith <laughs> in their yeah. emails right across. Right. Like it's just it's not it is not anyone on the BOC's job or role to worry about if I approve this, am I gonna overcrowd a school? It's just not. That's not how we should be looking and making decisions for our town. We should be doing things that are in the best interest of of, pro- of providing fiscal solvency for the town, providing services for the town. One of those services is not schools. That's right. a county service. That's a county's job. Yeah. So, um, and, and I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. So, like, a lot of the tax revenue that the town brings in ends up in the county's coffers at the end of the day. Right. And so, like, there is a benefit and, and uh, I guess, like, a plan to try and fix schools where growth is a piece of that. The more the town grows, the more tax dollars go to the county the more the county starts to pay attention that we need another school here. Look, it's, I don't think anybody is advocating that they want kids to be in, you know, in trailers for classes and things like that. It's an inevitable reality. It's happened in Brentwood. It's happened in Franklin. It happens everywhere. It's happened Um, here. It happened to me in high school. Yeah. I mean, it's, it it just happens. Look how awesome I am. (laughs) You know, this, this one, this idea that we're not going to have two high schools is ludicrous. Like our high school is already, at a, like a point where it's bursting at the seams. Yeah. So like that's going to happen. Um, you know, I'm glad one of the developments that's building uh, neighborhood Southern land, you know, has already school. like, they're going to build a school as a part of that. It's an awesome thing. But I, I just think that like Nolansville should not be getting into the debate of like at, at a local level of like, well, how do we impact schools? Right. Doesn't matter. Well, well, let the county deal with that. But, that's well, what, so, that's like, what we pay them for. Every developer pays like the, all the good that comes from development, meaning like impact fees, yeah, uh, facility fees, uh, property taxes, commercial sales tax. The county gets all that too. Like right. every development built here has to pay 
permit fees for the county, uh, impact fees for the county, yep. school impact fees for the county. Right. And we split, we literally split our sales tax down the middle with the county. Right. Like the county gets as much benefit from Correct. it as we do. Correct. So like the one thing to fix, like if you want to have a better or bigger or more of those schools, like you, at this point, you do have to continue to grow. Correct. To kind of catch up to the growth that's already happened. Right. right? Yeah. Well, in my, in my opinion, like, I, I think I've said this in a previous episode, but like, I think a healthy debate or even like a decision-making process is kind of like a math equation. And the the whole thing with math, it's like if you have like the same number on both sides of the equal sign, you can like subtract that from both sides to get a more clear picture of yeah. the problem. And I think of like schools getting overcrowded as one of those things where if if you if you build density and this is the thing argument that's been made is if you build a much more density you're going to overcrowd schools and it's like well yeah but also if you don't build density you're also going to overcrowd schools so yeah. let's just take that out the, the, just that doesn't True. even matter at this point but because it's either way it's happening but it's also the type of density so if if you build another bank creek are you going to over overcrowd the schools yeah mm-hmm. probably like more the, likely to yeah if if you build the same amount of units but in smaller form meaning condo or apartment like that's a that's a lesser impact on schools. Sure. Like it just is. Like this this place is a one. It, it's a one bedroom, one point one and a half bathroom. Like how many kids can you have in? How many kids can you live? Can you have in this apartment? Like it's a one bedroom, right? Right. It's a one so bedroom. Zero. Like one. Maybe have, one. No. If you have one, you're like, like an infant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like that's a stretch by one. Yeah. So like, like this is one unit an acre. Like I yeah. have, I have one unit an acre basically. Like I have right. one unit in Bank Creek. I right. have four kids. I'm like infinitely, yeah. Like more. You're a more. I'm a problem. You're a burden on the school system my reprodu- more than this place. My is. reproductive system is hurting everybody yeah. in this town. Right. Right. Well, like yeah, again, but like you're saying, like a, a a thirty a thirty unit development that's uh, whatever twelve units per acre is like what two and a half acres. Yeah. yeah. There's, but there's thirty units there. And like they might be a unit might be a two bedroom two bath apartment, you yeah. know, where maybe there's one kid there. Yeah. So you got thirty kids in this whole development, but you're freaking out about density, right? Which actually has nothing to do with it, right? Right. It's it's again it's that that it, you're ignoring nuance, right. Completely. It's just I mean, this obsession with one number. Yeah. Personally, I think that like let's we should have like a real debate about the schools, which is like. Not about whether or not the schools are going to get overcrowded by Nolensville growing. It's like, cool, like, if they build us another school, great. Are we going to have teachers in the classrooms? Because, like, I heard they had a hard time finding them this year. Right. Are we going to have bus drivers? Or are we going to have, like, 17 bazillion bus drivers? You know routes? my rule. You know, you know you my know? rule. No, no national and no county politics. I mean, I, I'll, be the, <laughs> I, I'll go on the record and say, like, do you know what I think is the number one contributor to traffic in Nolensville? Schools. Yeah. It's because nobody takes the bus anymore and everyone drives their kids to school. It's terrible. It's yeah, the, the most bu- the, the most congested know. times of day are pick up and or drop off and pick up. Oh, I do. I do because every day. everybody takes their kid. I had to drive. I had to go to Home Depot today from from my neighborhood in Summerlin, and had to drive through the the middle school traffic for for uh, Mill Creek today, yeah. and then also hit the uh, over there on Rock Springs, wherever the the Smyrna traffic too. Yeah. So I had two school zones, everybody, and it wasn't buses. It was it was the cars. It was yeah. there were parents parked on the roads that weren't even in school, just waiting for their kids to get out because they didn't want to wait in line. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a it, it is a school problem. 
Um, I mean, it's, I, not, it's nobody's fault other than the fact that the schools aren't big enough to so or since, or aren't equipped to. Since we always, everybody. since we always like say like you know you should always bring solutions and not just talk about like negatives and what you hate. Yep. Like, okay, I think we all learned in COVID that kids can go to school at home. No, this is a, this is a no. super this, no, <laughs> absolutely not super un, no. super unpopular opinion here. Uh, but I mean, like, if the county doesn't want to drop like fifty to hundred million dollars on building the new school. Hey, like, just make a make a new school that's remote. Yeah, like, let's just start not. having classes. No, absolutely not. You can just have the teachers. I'm going to be and maybe about that. Take my kids. Teachers uh, can teach miles from home. down the road for eight hours a day. All right, all right, all right. So we, I think, I think we've we've hit the end of this one too. Yeah. Um. I I, I think I, I appreciate everyone tuning in to see this god awful, terrifying apartment Whew. in the flesh. I, I have to get my, out of I here. I hope my car is in the parking lot. I know. I, I hope have, my car is still there. I have to get out of here because this is. I, I I feel chills. <laughs> I could have swore I saw my house, my home value fall earlier yeah. just by being here. <laughs> um, and there's so much crime. I can hear it. It's silent, but you know the worst crime is a silent crime. So uh, I, think, gonna, I think we're talking about was a fart. Oh, could be. It's, <laughs> it's silent but deadly. Uh, but we're gonna get out of here. Thank you for watching Small Town Charm. We'll see you again next time. Bye.